It began like this. At first, a few of the men who weren't in the duty section got sick. Several months, Mary has tired easily, and she's been losing weight steadily, and she coughs very often. For one thing, industrialization has spread faster than industrial health programs. You never saw such a sick bunch of men in your life. In some occupations, there remains the hazard of infection. Everybody, listenership out there, all over the world, locked in your house. Maybe, maybe it's not locked. Maybe it's open, but you'd rather no one come in. Uh, welcome back to the show. We're doing podcasts. Uh, I think over the next couple of weeks, we'll see where I, I'm taking this opportunity in the history of our world to check in with friends, um, friends who I've always enjoyed talking to, but perhaps it's been a while. And in that spirit, um, oh, by the way, for the people in the future, this is March 2020, and this is the the time of the coronavirus uh, moving around the world and people having different forms of uh, needing to stay home or being ordered to stay home. Okay, that's just for the future people. Uh, on the line from Page County in Virginia, that's <laughs> Western Virginia, uh, we got Jay Dedman. Jay, Hi. hi. It's uh, it's great to hear your voice. If people want credentials, first of all, you're my friend, and that's a that's a credential in itself. I like to think, uh, but you're a, a video blogger, you're a uh, world citizen, you're an entrepreneur in uh, in Virginia. You've worked in the world of media. Uh, you've uh, you've done a lot of things in your life. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think we say my my partner and I we're like uh, punk rock kids that are just surviving this world really is the way it is, you know, this wacky world. Uh, I think we've known each other for 15, yeah, since about 2005 or so. So yeah, 15 years. Yeah, and it starts because of video blogging, which also is having another moment for for the reasons of of what's going on in the world, which I find also interesting that this thing, I mean, the world of personal media is already having a, a big moment, but now... For another reason, people at home doing videos. Um, I, I just helped a buddy of mine who is a teacher, right? And there's a shortage of teachers in this country, in the Netherlands. And uh, he's like, can I, do you have a HD cam that I can borrow? And I, I have one. It's it's probably eight years old, but um, it works. And uh, he's making great videos for his class. I'm watching now. I'm in his class. <laughs> I think he teaches seventh grade and I'm I'm following along. It's a it's well. A I mean, weird time. I mean, back in those days in you know 2005 when we were all kind of getting together, imagining what video online could be like. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's finally starting to happen where people can just communicate to each other, just point to point, instead of having to go through, you know, as we would say, a gatekeeper. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. it just took to, it took something that would give us no choice in the matter to make it really happen. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine was saying, I, I, I don't think you ever crossed paths, but uh, my friend uh, Matthew in Japan, and he, he was saying that lots of people in Japan now are working from home for the first time. And they didn't think it was possible or, or just it wasn't something that they did in their culture and that this is like eye opening. Uh, and it it might have lasting impacts uh, culturally and in in the world of work. Um, but hey, Jay, you you flipped the the world of work upside down for yourself. Uh, maybe what fifteen years ago? No, less, yeah. less. Uh, it's been over I mean, a decade, right? Yeah, I mean, like when we started to get into uh, it's video blogging, it kind of you know, teamed up with our idea of just like not working for other people and like, let's just figure out how to do this on our own. And so, yeah, that started our journey of like, uh, it working, f uh, for ourselves. Yeah. And then there was that, that combination of, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna link to, to when we talked about, you know, dropping out of city life and, and making your own community somewhere else, maybe in a, a non-city. And, and there you are in, in Luray, uh, Virginia? Am I yeah. naming your town right? No, your town has another name. What is it? No. Oh, it's it's Larry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Luray, Virginia. Yeah. Since, uh, what are we talking? 2000? I mean, so it was since 2008. I mean, it's kind of ironic that we're talking during this time of this COVID-19, you know, virus thing. But one reason why we moved to uh, rural Virginia was because of the 2008 economic collapse. Uh, we moved from here from San Francisco, and um, we wanted to feel safe. And so here we are. We kind of have prepared for this moment, and here we are again, you know, mm -hmm. another weird disaster. Well, what, when you say feel safe, I mean, are you talking crime or are you talking financially? Uh... Oh, yeah, no. I mean, just kind <laughs> of like. You know where we are it's very cheap to live we don't have a lot of debt you know we have land we know we're in a small community so like you know it's kind of like one of those towns where i can go into town and i know half the people i see on the street and everybody else i've seen before but maybe i just don't know them very well you know that kind of thing and that just makes me feel safer than when i was in a large urban area and you kind of are just one little tiny ant. Yes. Yes. Which, which, you know, look, I've lived, I grew up in Houston, Texas, you know, I've lived in urban areas, New York, San Francisco. I mean, you know, other places. And, uh, I love the anonymity of a big city. You know, I love the energy. We still, we talk about, we, we take urban vacations. You know, <laughs> That's right. That's where right. we go to a city to enjoy all the cool stuff a city has to offer, but then we go back yeah. to our, our rural area. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was just saying, you know, what they like in terms of Amsterdam as a city. Um, one of my neighbors was saying, you know, the, the beauty is if you ever feel trapped, just hop on your bike, ride for 15 minutes and you're, you're on a farm. And, and she was saying, she's not from here. And she was saying like, you know, that is a rare thing. And I was thinking, oh yeah, I do feel trapped, especially lately. And I can still get on a bike and ride. Uh, and that was, yeah, that's actually still in the program for today to get on a bike and just ride for half an hour out. <laughs> I remember when we came and hung out with uh, you in Amsterdam, we we all took those bikes and we went, there's like a little goat farm in yes. the middle of Amsterdam. So cool, you yes. know? I mean, and part of us moving out here was because we learned that we could work from home so because we're, you know, 
technology people too. So we basically, I work from home. So this whole, you know, isolate from home is not really a big deal for people like us because we've always a work from home. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm very curious, uh, you know, cities are one thing I'm, I'm watching that out my window, some form of city. Um, but you're there, you're in a rural community. It, it, there's a town you you're, you're very involved in that town. Um, you own property. <laughs> um, what's been happening in the town that in any way connects with what's going on in the, in the world? Yeah, I mean, I think that we, this little small town is not affected by the virus. There's no, I mean, there's no cases that have been, um, you know, found out yet. I actually talked to my friend who's a policeman and he said that uh, they haven't heard of any cases. I think it's going to come. Yeah. But, you know, we're pretty isolated with a population that doesn't really travel too far outside of where we live. So but I think it will affect us anyway. But it's also like it's also like a poor, a rural American town. Mm-hmm. Not not everybody is poor. But, no, you know, it's but it's a town that has a long history of just being poor and just g- getting through bad times, you know? So I think it's normal for people to have a lot of food in their house. It's normal for people to grow food, you know? Yeah. Um, it's normal for people to feel like they need to be okay for long periods of time without a lot of income. So I think it's maybe different for a rural areas than it would be for like people in an urban environment where, you know, they might have a couple of days of food in their house. You know, they're really connected. They're used to just being able to go out on the street and getting everything they need. Yeah. It, it, when you talk about, you know, poor community, but yet at the same time having things. I I remember driving around your town and it was such, there was so much to look at, uh, whether it was nature, but even every, each person's house caught my attention because some of them could be very, very nice, very well kept. Some of them could be a mix, right? There'd be a house, but then there's a section of the house (laughs) that is uh, kind of under construction permanently, but also where someone does projects. You know, there'll be plenty of firewood stacked up, but there might be a trailer that looks like it really needs some love and care, but it's kind of been abandoned, but that's okay. Cause yeah. there's a house next door to it. Um, so I, I, I think I know what you're talking about because I saw, uh, what I took as signs of, we have what we need, but yeah, we could, we could really do with a, a little more income or, or just <laughs> some more time spent on something. I mean, yeah. I mean like that's such a loaded word poor. I mean, I guess in, you know, I guess it's just people with, you know, they're not, they're kind of on a different wavelength than someone in an urban area with like a career job. I mean, these are just people who like, they, a lot of people here, they choose to only work part of a, a year because they like to go hunting because they don't need to make a lot of money because they may own their land. Like you said, they may live in a trailer or they live in a home that they own. You know, they, they like to spend time cutting firewood, uh, you know, like, uh, they, you know, they, they see their time differently. Um, yeah. You, you don't have that thing where you live where there's one major employer. Is that, that's not a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, so we're past that point that happened like in the late nineties, early two thousands, we had a, one of those factories here that employed probably half the town that closed down. What was it? And 
So uh, it was a, a a Wrangler factory where they made you know jeans. Oh man. Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, right. It was here. Uh, so unfortunately, that shut down. So that was a big, big hit, you know. So, uh, but I mean, look, that's not to say that if this goes on for months, like they're talking about, it's not going to really hurt people in my area because people still do depend on, you know, they drive to do construction drives. I mean, construction jobs. Right. In urban areas, you know, they oh, yeah. still they still depend on the outside world. Yeah. But I feel like there's a little bit of a level of like we need to take care of ourselves and that's not something new. Uh, I was thinking about this yesterday. Someone was telling me, someone here who has a relative in uh, somewhere in Massachusetts, and um and they were saying, Oh yeah, you know, this guy I know now he's got a a new sort of thing. He really wants to ha- to protect his house. He's thinking about getting a, a gun, or or he, he feels like he needs to like fortify uh, sure. the house. And 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 honestly, the the Dutch people in the conversation, and maybe some of the Americans were like, "I don't understand that." And I was sitting there thinking, "I'm not going to act like I don't know anything about that." Like there is that feeling, and I'm curious about it, especially where you live. Of uh, we're going to have to take care of ourselves here. Um, yeah. things are about to get to a point where whether it's the, the food you can or, 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 or whatever pickle <laughs> or, or just store up, uh, or yeah, if you get into this world of, of weapons and self-defense, I don't know, that's another one. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, like in, I think, I mean, I, my senses in America, you know, there's so many little tiny towns like the one I'm in, you know? Like sparsely populated, uh, low taxes, but that also means not a lot of services either. You know, mm-hmm. so that's another reason why people just kind of don't expect anything from the government or anything because they don't get it normally. You know, uh, so that's why, yeah, people have a lot of guns. They have. Food, you know, they have their shelter. Uh, you know, that's just that's just kind of how it is. There's a long-standing idea of if I had to do it on my own, I could, or maybe that I'm I, I'm going to have to do it on my own. Right. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of the kind of scary fantasy where there is a segment of the American population, I believe, that kind of like dreams for that, you know? <laughs> like dreams for the collapse of the of the civilization because they're ready to go. And in that world, they understand those kind of uh, rules. You know, that's like the scary part of the whole gun rights thing. You know. I would love to aim it. It's a very special day for me. I would love to aim it right at Easter. It's a very nasty question. And I see it's sort of in that timeline that I'm thinking about. And I say, wouldn't it be great? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. Open for church service and services generally on Easter Sunday. That would be a nasty thing. Yeah. But, you know, so, I mean, so that being said, I, that's one reason why we enjoy being here and why, you know, we've kind of 
you know, this is definitely different from the 2008 crash in many ways because there's like a health aspect to it. But this whole economic crash and kind of not knowing if you can depend on these interconnected ways we, uh, you know, help each other, if those will still be there or not. I mean, we went through this in 2008. And so we kind of prepared back then and we're prepared now. You know, we have a lot of food. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, so our lives haven't really changed that much right now. But uh, yeah, who knows what happens if this goes on for months. Yeah. Jay, I haven't gotten to talk to you uh, especially since you set up the, um, I think it's a building right in, in your, in the center of town, or I always think of it as the center. Um, you, you have a, a, a building that, I mean, talk about it a little bit because it has different functions and multi multi-purpose, what do they call it? Yeah, it's definitely work in progress. You know, so one thing we did when we moved to this town is we started buying up a real estate, uh, or investing in a real estate because it's affordable, you know, Jesus, I could never afford any kind of real estate in an urban area. Yeah. Never, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. just those, the, the, the baby boomers were able to get all of that. And now like, it's insanity to think that I could do that. So anyway, but out in rural America, just where nobody quote unquote wants to be, everything's very affordable. So we've bought up several homes that we turned into uh, rentals and then we uh, bought a a building on our main street. Yeah. It's just like a one, one road main street. And, uh, we've been renovating that and there's, uh, a rental on the second floor. And then on the main floor, we've been working on it. It's not done yet, but we wanted to make like, uh, you know, a gathering place. Um, uh -oh. you know, <laughs> what? No gatherings, no <laughs> gatherings. No, yeah, well, right. At this point, thank God, we, I guess it's kind of a good thing we haven't finished it yet. But uh, yeah, you know. There's still uh, time to like implement uh, mandatory spacing. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, uh, when all this like gets done and we can get back to normal life. Yeah, I mean, you know, our town, like many towns, was hollowed out because uh, Walmart and all the big stores uh, they just kind of built their own part of town on the outside of our boundary. And then the old Main Street where we bought this building, you know, was hollowed out where most of the buildings are empty or just have kind of hobby businesses that nobody goes to, you know, yeah. and it would help change that. Okay. So, so looking at what's ahead or, or what might be ahead, I mean, I don't even know if it's a might anymore. It's, we know there's going to be some level, like you said, it's, it's coming. Um, how does this impact your, your coming months? I mean, you said you're prepared, which is pretty cool. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's so scary. I mean, look, I don't want to downplay how scary it is for us because I mean, look, there's two ways to think about this. One is just thinking about being connected to just humanity. This is super scary. Like, People are dying. It's going to get worse. Uh, you know, it could go on for this year. I mean, you know, who knows? Um, you know, we have uh, leaders who are increasingly seem unable to kind of get a handle on what's going on. So that creates even uh, more kind of fear among people. Uh, you know. So, but then we have to bring it down to our own personal lives, you know, okay, it's me and my partner, you know, how are we going to deal with this? And so number one, we have food, we have our house, we don't have a whole lot of debt, yep. but we also have businesses 
uh, like our rental business, like people are not staying in our rentals because, you know, of their being locked down. So that's a loss of income. But we still have that uh, those costs that we have to pay every month. So we're like a lot of small businesses. How do you stay afloat? You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've done a budget. I think we could last about a year wow. if no more. If no more income came in, which I think is pretty darn good. That's like, extremely pretty, good. Yeah. People are freaking out around here business-wise after a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're pretty frugal people. And so, you know, we're just like eating our rice and beans and potatoes <laughs> and you know, just being frugal, but having to still, you know, pay the costs of our business. I think we can go for a year. But then after that, yeah, that's a black hole right there. Are you, know? you going to ramp up how much food you grow? Yeah, no, I was just thinking about it today. We need to go down to our local co-op and pick up some like starters, some like kale starters. Uh, I planted some uh, greens the other day. I got my garlic in already. So wow. uh, well, that's good. Yeah. And you have yeah. the space, right? It's it's there. Yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful I mean, thing. I mean, we look, I don't want to, I mean, we, we're just like, we're, we're talking about like some raised garden beds. It's not like they're growing acres of food, but you know. Where I could just go out and pick some vegetables, I'm good to go. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But 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 really, I think that's the thing. It's it really is just the scariness of it is like it's like a two punch fight here. One is everyone stay inside, don't get the virus. You know, if you do, like, hope you don't die because no one can help you. And then the other gut punch is like, stay home, don't make any money you know, no one's here to help you. I hope you have enough savings to keep you going, you know, like that's like, wow. I mean, it really is like, we cannot underscore how kind of crazy this is. Yeah. I do often wonder, I wonder it for the US, I wonder it for here in the Netherlands, how long till, I think I heard this for Canada or some parts of Canada, like for example, a, in in the case of renters, some kind of uh, break where you just, I don't know, don't have to pay or you pay less um or or if it's i think as some people are expecting some kind of small business rescue fund um right but, but it is a question when <laughs> but you know like as a small business so let's say the government's like yeah we'll give you you know a loan okay so i take out a loan i mean like but then i got to pay that back like and i'm not making money like how's that gonna work you know uh and you know, in in the uh, U.S., the Congress is they're like putting together like a trillion dollar aid package, and in that is like they're going to send out I think it's like two thousand dollar checks to people over a couple of months, and that's a trillion dollars. And a thousand, a couple thousand dollar checks is nothing, you mm-hmm. know. Like, interesting for a lot of people that wouldn't even cover their monthly expenses, you know. Like right. it's. So I guess the only thing that makes me feel good is we're all in it together. And if people started to not be able to pay their rent or their a mortgage that like no one could kick all those people out, like it just wouldn't happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Yeah, there is. Right. There's something comforting in that. Yeah. I always imagine that um, here living in a city that if something like this, well, depending on how far this goes, but if this were to happen, I should get out of town. Uh, it's probably just for the best, right? Like go to. I don't know, grandma's farm, which unfortunately is a little too far away right now. Um, but, uh, but here I am in the, in the city and kind of trying to, trying to relax about it. I mean, I think that's the other thing though. I, I really feel like, unfortunately 
we've been inundated with just hundreds and hundreds of zombie apocalypse TV shows and movies in the past decade. So I think that's a thing that everyone is uh, thinking of. <laughs> Sorry, our only when reference. They, <laughs> when they meditate on this at, you know, four o'clock in the morning and the full, you know, maw of fear opens up and they jump in, that's what they think of, that it's going to be societal collapse. I think you guys will be okay, you know, in Amsterdam. Uh, I'm hoping, and I truly believe that it's going to bring out the best in people and not the worst, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's also already a lot of interesting initiatives. I'm sure, I'm sure you see them occasionally on the internet as well, which is, you know, people trying to help others who are in a position to help, um, and, and figuring that out. Actually, we're working on that today in my house. We just, we know an older gentleman who feels really lonely right now and his, it's amazing, actually. I can I can tell some of the story. It's not. Uh, it's it's very sweet. His favorite activity every day. He he's on. I think he's retired. But his favorite activity was going to IKEA to eat at the IKEA cafeteria, because uh -huh. he said people were really friendly there and he liked the food. <laughs> and now IKEA is closed. I mean, that's what he said to us. Like he said, IKEA is closed. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, we're, we're scrambling, trying to scramble to to help him. Keep him look. Cooking. I mean, we're. I mean, we're kind of like old men now, right? Uh, because we've been through a couple of these. I mean, I remember 2000 uh, when there was like the collapse of the like, you know, uh, you know, digital bubble or whatever when all this over. I mean, it's not really like this, but, you know, we all went through that where like it crashed and we're all having to be like, well, what do we do? And then, you know, 2000. And eight happened when all the real estate stuff was so stupid, all that crash, and we had to figure that out. Uh, in both of those instances, a lot of creativity came out of it because all the like bullshit kind of just disappeared, you know. Uh, and we all and all and I don't want to downplay the painfulness and the you know hurt that happened from it, but at the same time, it kind of is like a like a, a reset on what everyone's doing. And we all have to like ask, like, is this what I'm doing in it's my life? Is this a worth it? Like, does right. this make sense? And what does make sense? Maybe it's helping out the people close to me. And, you know, what kind of project should I really be, uh, uh, you know, pursuing my life that that feels real? Yeah. Yeah. It's also amazing now. I mean, this is uh, unique to when you live in a place with a lot of tourists, you now recognize your neighbors because there's no more doubt whether or not they're your neighbors. Before it's always, I, are you just visiting? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> and now it's like, well, no, you, you live here. Uh, so in Amsterdam, are all tourists gone? I mean, it's yes. pretty... Really? <laughs> well, wow. occasionally I see somebody roll down the street with a little roller uh, uh, suitcase and I think, I don't recognize you. Now, maybe you live here and you're just coming home from some kind of job. That's still possible. But most jobs have sent everyone home. Uh, and then the other question I have in my head is, are you a tourist and how did you do that? <laughs> like, how did you, I guess you can drive, but a lot of borders are closed. I, I, so I'm still impressed every time I see someone who might be a tourist. But no, I, you, you, you would not. I'm sure you've seen some images of Paris right now. It's 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 empty spaces. Uh, the only thing is, you know, there's a huge upswing in people doing exercise on the street. So it can get a little crowded, actually, which is concerning.
Uh, so how are you doing in Amsterdam as far as like supplies and money, you know? Um, you know, today I was spending time trying to plan meals. I've never done that. Um, but be I get these strange feelings of anxiety around, am I going to get food again? <laughs> like, cause I keep thinking like, no, get food and then don't go back to the supermarket all the time. Cause they can be, for me, a little nerve-wracking. There's still a lot of people in them. They get very close to each other. Uh, a lot of shelves are, are empty. Sometimes it's the exact thing you want. I can't get flour or, um, or well, toilet paper, but I'm not worried about that. I, I could have that taken care of. <laughs> Everyone's talking about installing bidets now. It's a really it's a thing. Um, so, so I'm okay, but then you have like neighbors and local businesses, my friends, who are like, you need flour? We have flour. You know, we'll, we'll get it to you. Let us know when you want it. Um, and uh, there's just a lot of offers from people if you need something, which is which is really nice. But no, we're, we're okay. It's just that there's not a lot of storage space. And I'm really bad at planning long term. The fridge is, you remember my fridge. It's, it's, it's up to sure. your waist. Um, it's, you know, the frozen section is <laughs> the size right. of an envelope. So yeah. um, it's hard to so-called hunker down because there's no real space for all these things. But also I'm so conditioned to just go back out in a few days and get more stuff. So I don't feel right about it. I go <laughs> food shopping every few days, but I only grab like, you know, enough that fits under my arm and uh, and head on back. Um, so that, that part's a little odd, uh, but working from home, like you said, I've been doing that for a long time. Uh, so that part's no problem, but now my partner is here and uh, we're in the same space all day long. And that's, uh, that's harder for me. Um, I notice it. Uh, I don't even know how to explain why or when, but there are these moments where I just, I feel restless. Um, <laughs> I was reading some article where they were like, in the next nine months, there's either going to be a lot of divorces <laughs> and or a lot of babies. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because friends now, and, and in a way, this is what I'm doing with you as well, only with an audience, but friends now call or ask for video chats tonight. And so I've been video chatting with people that live a few blocks away, uh, a few towns over, uh, and it's it's been pretty nice. Um, you cherish it more, actually. Um, I visited our friend Michael, I hope to get him on this podcast, and we just sent him a message and we stood outside his house. Um, wow. You've been to that house, right? Yep, of course. So, so he has a balcony, so he steps yep. out on his front balcony and in, in his booming voice is like, oh, yeah, this is a good distance. And uh, and he starts uh, saying all kinds of things about viruses and people and people and viruses and half his neighbors kind of gave a look of like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So is his a father still alive or did he Yes. Die? Yeah. But he's, you know, he's worried about his father. I think his father is above 80 um, age wise. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's one of his concerns. And, um, and you know, he's, he's also a man who, well, he says I'm the germaphobe, but I know that he worries as well. Um, yeah. he, he has me painted somehow as a, Oh, you, you're a germaphobe. I know this. And I'm like, well, right. depending. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, so what are you doing as far as a money goes like in jobs? So the, the work I do, um, teaching in, uh, generally speaking, in Africa, uh, it technically carries on. We just have to pause um, actual going. So we're just working more on planning and and virtual support for the people we've we've worked with in, in various and countries. That, 
Right, and they'll still pay you that organization. As far as I know, yeah, yeah. Who knows uh, what happens as we go on because we can't do a chunk of what we were created to do. So I'm I'm worried. I'm worried for me. Uh, Of course, my partner says, "Hey, you're not alone," Um, and uh, and she's a medical researcher, so um, it's okay. You know, it's it's will be right. But I'm just not used to thinking. Oh, I may be in full crisis mode soon, but I can lean on someone else. Like I'm, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I really, actually, I'm looking at what's going on, um, and I'm wondering if I can't. Not just I know I can make podcasts, and that's great. I'm happy about that. But I also think like, can't I help people who are working in the audio world and could actually pay me? Because you know, I got full facilities at home to do voiceovers, to edit stuff. Um, that's no problem. You know, everybody who's got kids at home, at least young kids, they're going to have difficulties these days because they can't get them quiet, uh, I suppose, depending. (laughs) So I'm, I'm looking around thinking, can I also actually still keep my, my audio career and, and maybe even get work right now, but it's not really happening. Um, let's see, let's see. Um, but so yeah, putting the word (laughs) out slowly. Yeah. 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 So it's it's an odd time. Um, and then you have, which I'm actually curious for where you live as well, you have this mix in, in town and even in the neighborhood. You have some people who really, they stay indoors. You can see them at their window. Uh, maybe they step out very briefly, but then right back in after they get what they need. And you have other people who are out strolling. They're chatting with people. They're, you know, a lot of them are walking their animals. Um, but I feel like there's a stoicism here of like, eh, whatever, you know, um, and it's, uh, it's odd because you have both these schools of, I guess they're schools of thought, um, at the same time. And, uh, and you have some people starting to get very annoyed with the people who are saying, eh, whatever up until the prime minister, I think on Saturday, last Saturday week now, uh, made this announcement saying, you know, we're gonna have to close cafes and bars and and people should really stay home. Um, bars were full one week ago today, despite everything going on, people were going to bars sitting right up close to with each other. I mean, there is a, maybe it's cause I live in a hipster neighborhood, but there's a denial and a, a, just a feeling of like, nah, not going to happen to me. Um, that I think is still prevalent, but now some of the rules have caught up. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think that it's kind of, it really is such a crazy time because things are changing day by day. Uh, and I think even, you know, where I live, a lot of the people, yeah, they're like, ah, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not going to hit us or I don't care. Uh, I think even those people might start to be a little bit afraid within themselves, you know, um, especially, you know, like where I am in rural America, a lot of it is older people, you know, because they're the people that can afford to uh, live out here. They're retired. They depend on social security checks or pension payments or, you know, uh, you know, they're not having to get jobs. So that's how they can be out here. And so they're older and they have already diabetes or some kind of, you know, illness already. And I think they're all starting to realize like, uh oh, like, I, you know, I can't really fool around with this. So, uh, I think everyone's staying inside right now. Okay. So for you to like to get to a hospital, just to get an idea, I don't have my map open. Uh, does the County have a hospital or or, like how many minutes drive does it take? Oh, I mean, that's why I love where I live. I mean, we have a County of 25,000 people and we have a brand new hospital in the middle of the County. So 
I could get there in 10 minutes, you know? But if you think about it, because it's, it's funny, my, my friends in urban areas think like when you live in a rural area, they'll ask me things like, will, will Amazon bring stuff to you? You know, like they, <laughs> they think like on the surface of the moon. But yeah. if you think about it, we live in a county of a lot of older people. Right. So of course, oh, in yeah. America, because the healthcare is a commercial system, of course there's a brand new hospital here because that's where the money is, <laughs> yes, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, okay, that's good, so, right? Okay. Yeah, so we're in the perfect place for that. There's a Walmart, so, you know, there's plenty of food and stuff. I, I, I really think this whole, like, you know, stocking up on stuff is going to die away because everyone's going to have just, like, overflowing pantries at some point and realize like oh i can't eat all this stuff and they keep bringing more stuff to walmart like they're happy to so yeah. it's gonna slow down you know? yeah that's interesting yeah I, t I this morning i saw toilet paper in the shop i was like whoa like <laughs> it's been a i've week. got you know 500 rolls of toilet paper wait and they keep bringing more like it's actually not going away like, <laughs> you know? yeah like capitalism is happy to keep selling me stuff. You know? That that is the interesting thing. The 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 branch of capitalism that that is doing great. You know the the supermarket, so to speak. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's also interesting about the hospitals. But you mentioned older people. I'm having. I don't know if I'm having trouble, but I feel a great deal of concern. Uh, my yeah. parents are in Florida, mm. and uh, and they might be listening to this. But still, I have repeatedly spoken to them this week. And every time they're at a St. Patrick's Day party, they're oh at the neighbors, they're, they're going to go see these other neighbors. Look, it's a really social why? existence. That's why, why they moved there. I mean, they don't <sighs> believe they're going to get sick. Like, what's the deal? That's insane. But, I mean, I Mom get, Dad, I know, <laughs> I get reassured, doing? my poor mother, I get reassured, like, Mark, we, we disinfect all the time. I get made fun of because I wash my hands and I pure out and I'm just like, we're past that. I mean, you need yeah. to be past that. Right. And also because I hear these, they're real stories, but of um, the young people of the Northeast heading down to Florida last week or whatever right. it was. And I'm like, they're, even if you guys are somehow isolated, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of of the thing where, you know, you, you read doctors and scientists. Like those are the people that I listen to. And this isn't good. You know, like this is very, it's going to spread. I do believe that the younger you are and the healthier it you are, the less likely if you got sick, it was really, you know, it, it would put you in the hospital. I really believe that. I mean, evidence seems to show that, but that doesn't mean we should just go out and get it. Uh, but if someone is older or with a comorbidity, you know, it, it, meaning they already have some kind of illness, man, they need to stay inside real like it is no joke like in italy we see the reason why they have such a high death rate is because it's all the old people you know mm, yeah uh, they're the ones that are dropping off yeah and so yeah anyway mom and dad go inside go inside florida please because it's i i it's so i think it's something the impact of just living in florida where you're like eh of course we're being careful now let's go see the neighbor for the usual uh 4 30 dinner
so in your mind, mm. what do you think is going to happen? Like, is this going to be like we're locked down for six months? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, no, I, mean, I don't think. Is it going to? I mean, like, is it going to be where eighty percent of like the am- the population in Amsterdam gets sick? So that that is what the prime minister and the people in charge seem to be saying. What they're just trying to do is slow down how many at one time, so that it's manageable. So what we're supposed to be involved in, because we're we don't have a lockdown here. What we have is a businesses are closed. Uh, everybody work from not closed. Everybody work from home. But actually, yeah, businesses right. are closed. Right. Um, but there's no right. there's, limit on you going out. There aren't like army soldiers in the street no. being like in your house and we're gonna pick you up. Right. No. It's Which, the same way in America where it's like it's kind of like isolate at home, but no one's gonna stop you if right. you go out. Now this is counter to what Spain has now, I think, and certainly Italy, which is a, a real lockdown with restrictions on movement. Um, or so China, right? Yeah. So there's a debate here about how to handle it and, and what result it'll have. Um, the, the dominant uh, direction that we're going is, yes, like you said, everybody will eventually get this. We just want to slow down uh, the rate at which it happens. Um, how much time that takes, I'm not sure. They've given it right now, I think mid-April or early April is when allegedly people will go back to work. But that's I see that as unlikely. Um, right. only cause I don't understand what they do when everybody goes back to work, but then somebody finds themselves sick and then you, you think, Oh, what contact, who do they have contact with? Okay. Everybody back home again. I'm not exactly. really sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a hard thing to start up again until it's completely gone. I'm, I'm looking a little bit at China, uh, with what's happening now. Allegedly the numbers are good and people are going back to work. And I mean, I thought initially maybe they're fudging the numbers because it's good for the image, but, uh, I know people who live in various parts of China and they're verifying what's going on, that they're going back to work. And, um, so I mean, they did serious lockdown though, which I think very difficult in a place like my County. People would not be cool with that. That's an interesting thing, right? Culturally what works. And indeed, when I think of your County, (laughs) uh, and a lot, and a lot of, you know, my home state of New Jersey as well, people, would would resist uh so that's gonna slow things down i think in terms of when we can whatever go back to life i think it takes very long so i I think this thing gets extended maybe i don't know that this earliest a month and the latest maybe six months i i don't know it's so hard to imagine doing this for six months (laughs) i mean we just never you know, we have never had to experience this. I guess, no. you know, when you read about it, it the the what the 1918 flu pandemic, and basically when you read that, it hit in a couple of waves. Yeah, it, like it hit in the springtime, two, three months. It kind of died off in the summer, and then it came back in the uh, fall for a couple of months, which doesn't sound like a long time. Oh, a couple of months here, a couple of months there. A lot of people died, yeah. you know? Yes. so. It's it's hard to read those facts, but to imagine that in reality, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so but I am I am concerned that under the current system here, and maybe in the United States as well, because of the looseness, um, even if people start up with a sort of good spirit of okay, let's do this, if you know they do, that it gets sloppy as time goes on. I feel like I'm getting yeah. sloppy as time goes on. I'm like, sure. oh, they go outside. Oh man, oh, I I forgot to wear a glove. <laughs> 
You know, so I'm concerned because the focus that people have on on following protocol and so on will may slip and and that'll make things even harder. Yeah. I will say we do go outside to take walks. You know, I think that that's I mean, I think if I was in Amsterdam, I would totally do that. Just walk outside. You know, like you don't you know, you're not hugging and kissing people. You're just walking around like that's fine. Uh, you know, I, I bet it's great time to take a walk in Amsterdam. Springtime, no tourists. Yeah, oh. it's true. Oh, the no tourist thing is amazing. And yeah, Vondel Park. Are yeah. are you guys close to Vondel Park still? Or we're reasonably close, but we're closer to yeah. a park called Sarfati Park. But but yeah. these parks are a problem um, hmm. because. And and here we have another phenomenon that I am a part of. The all the exercise people. I mean, I'm talking normally who love going to the gym and and doing their their routine wherever it is. They're all heading to the park. So now you have people way too close to each other jogging uh, mm-hmm. or whatever, jumping, jacking, <laughs> and uh, this is an issue. So we've actually cut yeah. parks out of our at least Vondel Park might work because it's big. Uh, listeners can imagine. I don't know, not not Central Park, but something to that extent where you have yeah. space. But our local park, the exercise area that has like lots of very nice, um, uh, they're not machines, they're bars and things you can climb on and, and use for weightlift or whatever. They're packed because all these people are feeling anxiety about not, not just exercising, but not being able to push themselves, uh, you know, the way they normally would. So there's a lot of, um, crowds gathering in these places and it's, this is a problem. This is a problem, but you're right. There, there is plenty of other places to go. So in the States, there's a big, uh, anxiety over testing that you can't get a test even if you uh, want to get tested. And that's one of the problems. And we have a president that says no one really needs to get tested. It doesn't really matter, you know, but you know, all the scientists are saying that you need mass testing because you need to know who has it so you can isolate. And also it, you need a test to know who has had it and now is, uh, you know, can't get it again. Yeah. And the idea yeah. is when you know, that you've gotten it and you're okay, that those people are the ones you want on the front lines in the stores, True. you know, because they're not going to spread it. And, uh, you know, that's, how is that happening in, in Amsterdam? <laughs> I'm, I'm very jealous, by the way, of all the people that already had this. I feel like the world opens up, um, but uh, they're not testing. They're not testing. You're not going to get a test here unless- they, Why? Uh, I don't think the hospitals have capacity for it. I mean, I don't think there's any system for for uh, both getting them, like the resources to get them. And I think there's a belief that the knowledge wouldn't help. I, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about this. Um, but uh, because like I said, they're going under the assumption that we all probably need to get it. Uh, right. Not the test, the, the virus. Right. So um, her, uh, what's it yes. called? The herd immunity. Uh, he, like herd if everyone immunity. just gets it, then it can't spread because yeah yeah and all they want to do is control the rate with which it happens uh alleg- allegedly and, and again everybody listening knows should know i'm not a i'm not an expert on this and and i i i don't check on this stuff regularly uh but my girlfriend who's a medical researcher she does but still i'm getting this information secondhand um uh, so yeah i don't know any way to get a test i uh, i do hear all the time of course that if you 
if you're showing symptoms and you have, like you said, any other um, uh, comorbidity, yeah. comorbidity, then you you, you can or should uh, contact your your doctor right. and also potentially go to the emergency room where they're busy trying to keep space. And they do have space, they say, but they're worried. Uh, a friend of mine who's a doctor said uh, they think Monday uh, is going to be a big day. And I said, why Monday? I said, well, it's been about a week since people started to stay home, since people had right. contact with each other. And this may have been the the incubation period. And then now it's going to show. And I, I had not heard that. I had not even thought about that, really. Um, I mean, we think about it here at home. We think, oh, we might have it. We just don't know it. Um, so to some extent. Mark, Mark yeah, it's yeah. like that point in the zombie apocalypse <laughs> like show where like everything seems okay. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Things seems normal, but the disaster's already begun. Yeah, everything it. seems okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna become a zombie. I just don't know it. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, no, no. They barely touched me. Right. I barely. That and carrot at the supermarket was clean. Right. No one and then sneezed on it. Then there's a scene where your girlfriend has like the shotgun pointing at you in the bed. Like I got oh, no. it. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Uh, really is. This is the reason we're having so much trouble with this because we've learned this way. I, you know, yeah. Like, look, we're, we're not medical professionals. We're just two dudes talking. And but, we, uh, and we yeah, like no. movies and shows that, that <laughs> depict these I scenarios. Really, I really think that the next two weeks are really going to tell us a lot because you're absolutely right. Is that, you know, like in America, uh, I think when you go on the CDC, it says like there's like 15,000 people confirmed cases. I think we all know it's probably 10 times that, if not more, you know, because those are just all the cases that have shown up to a, to a hospital and gotten a test. So there's community spread. And in the, the next two weeks, we'll see how much it's been spreading and people will start getting the symptoms, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's an yeah. interesting um, podcast. Uh, I'm not a super fan of the New York Times uh, podcast. Sometimes it's it's just, I don't know. But the, they this week, I think it was maybe yesterday or the day before, they did uh, New Rochelle, New York. Um, yes. And they went. And they're just describing how the tests are now being done, the, the drive-through testing centers. I thought it was really interesting. And they, and they considered it possibly what might be done all over the country in, in specific communities that have such a, a thing where many people get it. Um, I, I might even listen to it again because I found it not only interesting, I found it kind of uplifting, um, mm. like positive. Yeah. Right. I don't know why that happened. I was, I was baking at the time, so <laughs> it might have been what I was baking. Well, I mean, it's like I said, look, I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot of emotions and thoughts and fears. And yeah, like it's super scary. But at the same time, I truly believe, I mean, I have to have I have to know that people's best instincts will likely come out and hopefully we come out of this a more integrated society where we know it can't just be every man for himself anymore. You know, like who knows, maybe in America, this is like the next step to like uh, a universal health care right. or, a, or a universal basic income, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, well, yeah, that's interesting as well. Right. As I see people doing things for each other without worry right. of money. And like where we realize like, oh yeah, it's not like the job creators are the ones that keep society going. No, it's the people that stock the grocery store shelves. It's the uh, nurses. It's the delivery drivers. Like that's the engine of our economy. You yeah. Know? And it's funny that throughout all this, among other things, there's no sports. 
and I love sports, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's something, you know, about the money they get and the attention they get yeah. every day. It's like, no, now, now you don't have that. So yeah, look around I, think there you. Was like, <laughs> I think there was like a Portuguese scientist that was, I saw some clip online where she was like, you guys want a vaccine? Well, why don't you pay scientists, whatever, $150 million, like you do a Messi, you know, that soccer player instead i'm getting 1500 $15 a month you know like yeah. uh there's just a weird sense of uh, what's important you know so we might learn something we might learn yeah. something but yep. i think it has to last longer for us to really learn something unfortunately <laughs> yes very true yeah yeah all right well jay it's it's great to hear your voice and to uh, exchange some stories with you great to hear you and we'll have to do these uh like well, we've like got a, six months, right? So a video chat. Yeah. Like <laughs> even off of the podcast. Oh yeah. Love that more, sounds good. You know? That sounds good. I'll hook up the, uh, the camera and, and Hey, uh, for people out there at home who like to do things virtually now, um, I want to tell them, I mean, shampoo and booze is, is out there, the, the podcast and you can, <laughs> you can hear Jay and Ryan yep. doing things, discussing things. And you've got your community as well around that show. Um, right. and then, uh, Lorraine modern, that's, that's like at yep. Lorraine Modern on in all the places, you can see. Uh, if you can't go there, I just think you should see because you guys have done beautiful things with places that were either uh, just you know needed love and attention and work, <laughs> and yep. you, and and now others and, can come and enjoy it. And also a very nerdy, interesting place I think would be scavengerlife.com if people want to see our other community. We haven't even talked about that about us. Mm-hmm selling trash online so yes yes and and is that something you could still do in this climate (laughs) climate uh yeah yeah no i mean people you know look people are not broke so people are still buying stuff online so uh just not as much yeah yeah you just gotta you know keep the hand over uh germ free yeah all right thanks mark (laughs) thank you jay i'll talk to you soon bye Once again, a big thank you to Jay Dedman for being on the program this week. Hope you all enjoyed listening, and I'll put links to all of Jay's online creations, projects, because they are so interesting, and what better time to follow things that also don't have to do with the pandemic sweeping the globe. Uh, Meanwhile, this podcast carries on. Uh, Welcome to everyone who is perhaps new, and of course, hello to everyone who's been here a while. I'm going to be doing these podcast conversations with friends around the world. Uh, I hope to have an array of different voices, but who knows? Sometimes we may find ourselves being quite similar in some ways, maybe as global citizens to start. Uh, But yeah, if you are a new listener, do subscribe. Whatever podcast app you're using, Citizen Reporter is there. And if that's giving you any difficulty, go for Mark Fonseca. That's usually reachable, Mark Fonseca. There is a singer named Mark Fonseca. He's a nice guy, but we're not related. Uh, And then if you really can spell it, Mark Fonseca Renderu, then you'll find Citizen Reporter. You can subscribe. New shows coming every week, I think, for the duration of this crisis. And who knows how that will be. And yes, eventually, if you're wondering, uh, I will also do shows that don't have to do with people living under these conditions. I'd like to know other projects people are working on. I'm really open to talk about anything when it comes to people doing what they're passionate about, what they find important, and explaining why and how. 
So that's it for now. If you want to send a message, you can go to citizenreporter.org. There's a place there for feedback, or you can just email mark at citizenreporter.org. Mark is spelled with a K. Thanks so much for listening in a time where you have the, the hours, but you have also a lot of programs to choose from. You chose to listen to this one, and I'm thankful for it. Until next time, I'm Mark Fonseca Renderu. See ya. See ya.